This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic on Bloomberg Radio. Well, not sure if you noticed, but you probably should have. Shares of Land's End, they are on a tear, up more than 40% this year. The retailer reporting earnings this morning and beating estimates. For more on the quarter, the business and the outlook, let's bring in Land's End CEO, Jerome Griffith. He joins us on the phone uh, from Long Island, New York. Uh, Jerome, nice to have you here on Bloomberg. How are you? Good, Carol. How you doing? Doing okay. Hanging in there uh, after what's been, as you know, a crazy year. Tell us about the past year and the impact that the pandemic has had, had on you and your team and, and on your business. Well, obviously, uh, about a year ago when uh, we went into lockdown, it was a real shock for everyone. And, you know, we shut doors and, and furloughed folks and took salary reductions very quickly and, and were able to try and adapt to whatever the new normal was going to be. Uh, our, our demand went down in March last year, but very quickly rebounded in April and then went on a tear for the rest of the year. You've seen a, a lot more consumers shopping online, and uh, most of those consumers have been coming from Gen Xers and baby boomers who have not been comfortable shopping online before. And since our business is an e-commerce business, uh, we've been the recipients of a, a big increase in demand and a big increase in new customers. We just this past quarter reported 71% increase in new customer acquisition and retaining them over 55% into active Wow. So, so yeah, we, we've been seeing some, some really good numbers. And I, I've got to say our troops have been extremely resilient. Mm. The folks that work in our facilities in Wisconsin have been just, just great to work with, and, and we've seen some really great performance there. Uh, everybody's been working from home. We've been designing lines from home. We've been using 3D design. We've been using architectural boards so our designers can share ideas uh, back and forth while working remotely. And what we've actually found is we've done a really good job. Uh, we've been extremely efficient. Um, the, our folks are very happy working remotely. And uh, as we get ready to return to the office in September, uh, we're going to see a pretty liberal hybrid work environment where people are being just as creative, if not more creative, and coming up with great new ideas for us to uh, continue to move the business forward. That is really fascinating because it's in contrast to really what we're seeing in the financial community where there is a, it feels like a real big push to get everybody back to the office. Does it mean, though, um, Jerome, that you guys might give up some real estate space because you just won't need it? No, we own uh, all of our real estate okay. uh, in Wisconsin, so there's no sense to give anything up. What we might do is repurpose some of it, mm-hmm. uh, and we're thinking about that. Uh, but no, generally, uh, we'll have people coming back into the office on, on a hybrid schedule, and we may move people from one building to another to make it more efficient, but that would be about it. So when you talk about repurpose, does that mean you might rent it out to other folks? Uh, we could. We haven't made it that far yet. We're still in the thinking stages right now. All right. So talk to me about retail trends. You said that you guys had a lot of uh, new customers actually come on. What were people buying during the pandemic? And what about those trends, if they were different from pre-pandemic levels, do you think stays with us? Going into uh, the pandemic, we had already had a, a, a tagline for marketing purposes that said, let's get comfy. Uh, the most important thing to our consumer is comfort and fit and fabric. And, and while that was performing extremely well going into the pandemic, as we went through the pandemic, <laughs> yeah. the the uh, requests for knitwear, loungewear, sleepwear, home, bedding, bath towels uh, really went through the roof. Uh, I would say the only thing that was more of an anomaly for us was the quick increase in home. 
but generally, people come to us for comfortable clothing. Uh, we are known as a very casual brand, mm-hmm. and we've seen the demand not only continue to increase through the pandemic, but as we're coming out of it, it continues to stay very strong. Uh, we think that as people return to the office, you know, the newfound comfort world, they're not going to want to give it up. We found that uh, our employees don't want to give up the freedom that they have, and they don't want to give up the comfort. And this is what we're hearing from um, from our customers as well. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, but I agree. I see it even in colleagues who come back. I mean, I walk in in a pair of jeans. I don't know that I used to do that even if I change at work into kind of on-air clothes. It's just our mindset has changed. And I think about what I really need. Uh, what about the supply chain? How did that work throughout the pandemic? Or how has what happened during the pandemic maybe changed how you want to do it going forward? I think from a, uh, our manufacturer's standpoint, they've done an amazingly good job. Uh, people have, have pivoted very quickly uh, with uh, either gearing up or gearing down production. And some of them had a hard time with, with COVID. Some people had to close their plants because of uh, heavy COVID cases. But generally, they've been able to manage it relatively well. Where we've seen problems is really getting goods into the country. The port congestion has just been really terrible on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And that tends to add literally weeks to the supply chain. In addition to that, you've seen increases in pricing uh, coming into the U.S. and then from your hubs getting deliveries to consumers, that's also been, uh, been increasing in price. And probably the scariest thing that's, that's been happening is a lack of labor market. Yeah. Um, people are happy to stay home and collect unemployment versus going out and getting a job in a pretty hot economy. Let me get back to Land's End CEO Jerome Griffith, still with us on the phone from Long Island. The company uh, reporting earnings earlier today, beating estimates, raising uh, their outlook for the next fiscal year. And uh, just talking about the business uh, in particular, this stock has been on quite a run, up 37% in the past nine days. Hey, Jerome, one thing I did want to ask you, and Charlie Pellet just talked about AMC. We have been all obsessed a little bit with these meme stocks that have been on a tear. Your stock has had quite a run in the last nine days, as I said, almost up about 40% here. Uh, I was reading some things that some are speculating that Land's End stock is getting caught up in the meme stock trading. What do you say to that? Because the stock was up 17% yesterday before earnings, and it was hard to make sense of why. Um, What are your thoughts on this? And I'm I'm curious if you're getting questions about this. We have a smaller float, so you'll see when it comes to announcement times around the quarters, you'll see some pretty volatile swings uh, in and out of the announcement date. But generally, no, I, I wouldn't uh, think that we're a, a meme stock at this point in time. Okay, so not worried about getting caught up in the, the craziness <laughs> of it. <laughs> no, I'm not worried about it, no. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the business because there's a lot of stuff that's interesting going on. First of all, one thing I want to ask you, you mentioned uniforms before. That's a big business. I've bought uniforms for you for my daughter uh, for school. Um, I'm assuming that business, did it stop completely or fall off a lot in the past year? In 2020, it fell off uh, pretty pretty far. Yeah. Uh, a couple of parts of the business were tough. Obviously, the school part of the business was very difficult. And then in our national accounts, we have an inordinately large uh, relationship with the travel industry. So we mm-hmm. do Avis rented cars, Hampton Inns, Delta Airlines, American Airlines, and, and that was challenged. But what we've seen coming into the back part of 2020 and then into 2021 is a much faster than expected recovery. Uh, the, the area that's still challenged in the uh, uniform business is really the small, medium-sized businesses, and that's going to be dependent upon the economy as we run through 2021 to come back. 
But is it getting back to or close to pre-pandemic levels from what you're seeing um, yeah, from some of the bigger yeah. accounts? It, yeah. Yeah, it is. We think that the school business will be uh, back to pretty much normal by, by this year. And then the national account business, uh, depending on the back part of the year. But we, we see that going much faster than what we had anticipated. So talk to me about this third-party marketplace for sellers. Um, interesting. And is this we a way? The- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we brought the technology in uh, last year and formally launched the marketplace in the fourth quarter of 2020. It performed very well for us over the holiday season, and what we've done is gone out to many other brands in areas that uh, that produce product that we really don't make. So we're looking at additional home products like furniture and and, Mm -hmm. uh, homewares, things like that, Uh, additional shoes, and then uh, accessories, jewelry, scents, beauty and bring high margin that's high, a higher margin business right well it's a good margin business for us what's great is it's low risk because yeah. we take the information put it all up on our website but the manufacturers are dropping drop shipping for us going directly to the consumer so it gives the consumer yeah. when they come onto our website a much broader range of products to shop that they're looking for, and it's really de-risking it for us. Jerome, how big a business could that be for you guys, especially if you don't have the overhead of the distribution like Amazon does? How big of a business could it ultimately be for you? It could be tens to hundreds of millions, but we're wow. still in the in the point right now where we're sizing it. We're bringing on many more uh, brands as we speak. Mm-hmm. We expect to be well over 60 brands by the time that we get to holiday this year and continuing to grow that and scale it over the course of the next few years. Hey, one last thing, partnerships, Draper James, Reed Witherspoon, how important is that to um, kind of, you know, keeping the brand relevant, if you will? Yeah. Just uh, quickly. It's great for the buzz. Yeah. And yeah. what's even better than that is it's been great for the bottom line. Uh, we've been really pleased with the results that we saw last year. And then again, this spring, in fact, we're expanding our partnership with them in the back part of the year with uh, home furnishings and sleepwear. Yeah. And we've got some other exciting news coming down the pike, uh, which we'll be able to talk about in a quarter or two. So we're, we're working on some other fun stuff. Well, promise me you'll come back because I'd love, you guys have your hands on so many different things and it's, it's just a great snapshot of what's going on. So I hope you'll come back and talk to us about that news. Okay. Hey, be well. Really appreciate it. Uh, Jerome Griffith, he's the Lands End CEO, joining us on the phone from Long Island, as I mentioned. Uh, the company's really been making some changes. I uh, talked about this third-party marketplace that they are putting out. They talked about that earlier this year in the stock, as I mentioned. Up almost 40% in the past nine days alone, up about 48% so far this year.